0: What could the contracts look like for the Buffalo Bills' top free agents? I'm going to explore and share my thoughts today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, folks, welcome in. Today on the podcast, I want to consider the Bills' top free agents and what type of contract they will sign here in the coming weeks. Pro Football Focus has recently put out their contract projections for the top 200 NFL free agents, and there's some dollar amounts there. And I want to consider what they have and what I think it's going to be and talk about what. Type of contracts are going to be out there for the likes of Leonard Floyd, Gabe Davis, Daquan Jones, A.J. Epinesa, Tyrell Dotson, and Dane Jackson. So that's what we're going to do here today on this episode. One piece of housekeeping is that our Monday podcast is going to drop a little bit later than usual. There's some back-end maintenance things that we're doing over the weekend and won't be finished until about noon on Monday. So that will not allow me to publish any new podcasts until Monday afternoon. So just keep that in mind uh, as you are going about your typical routine. And when you expect lockdown bills to be there for you, it's going to be there Monday afternoon. So this episode will be your last episode until Monday afternoon comes along. All right, folks. So like I mentioned, pro football focus has went through and ranked the top 200 free agents in the entire NFL. And they have contract projections for every single player that they ranked. And six Buffalo Bills players were ranked among the top 200 free agents, according to Pro Football Focus. And I want to discuss their projections and compare those to where I land on these players. And so it'll be interesting to just kind of unpack this and and see where we agree, where we disagree. And then the kind of an overarching thought to have this entire time is, The compensatory pick formula, where, you know, if you have a net loss in free agency, where you have unrestricted free agents that you lose that don't necessarily measure up to the unrestricted free agents that you bring in, you get a compensatory pick, just like the Buffalo Bills are scheduled to get this year. They're going to get a third round pick for losing Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. And so, a big part of this discussion to keep in mind is you want these deals to be as big as possible to open up that opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to get uh some compensatory picks potentially in the 2025 NFL draft. And so let's get into it again. I want to get to the six players the Buffalo Bills have that were included in the top 200 free agents as ranked by Pro Football Focus. So the number 1 free agent according to Pro Football Focus is Leonard Floyd, who ranks 49th on the overall list of NFL free agents, the number 10 edge defender according to PFF. Of course, Leonard Floyd is 31 years old, and PFF projects that Leonard Floyd will sign a one-year $6 million contract with all $6 million of that guaranteed, which is interesting to me because that's actually lower than the contract that he just played on with the Buffalo Bills, which was one-year $7 million. Now, while Leonard Floyd is one year older, he is coming off of a great season. It's a career high in sacks that he just had at 10 and a half. And what's funny about that is it's like the lowest amount of snaps that he's played since like the second season of his career. So he had as much sack production as he's ever had. And and honestly, the fewest amount of pass rush snaps that he's had uh, since really emerging as a, a very good edge rusher in the NFL. The comparable contracts that I found in researching this, uh, that parallel to where Leonard Floyd is at in his career at at age 31 is Zedaria Smith. Zedaria Smith just signed a one-year $11.7 million contract at age 30 with the Cleveland Browns in 2023. The other deal that I think is very similar to what Leonard Floyd is facing is what Leonard Floyd himself got last offseason, one year, $7 million. And of course, Leonard Floyd was released by the Rams in a cap-saving move, and maybe he was a little bit of an unexpected player to hit the market. He winds up signing with the Bills after the draft, and it wound up, wound up being a very good deal for the Buffalo Bills. And you know, Leonard Floyd had a, a lot of production. But I think the projection that PFF has here is too low. One year, $6 million. Again, I acknowledge he's a year older, but he's continuing to show that he is this 9, 10, 11 sack a year player. And he just had a career high 10 and a half. He's been so consistent throughout the last five years. I don't see this AAV average annual value going down. So I say this is too low. I will take higher on the projection of one year, 6 million. In fact, I'll say... He signs for one year, $8 million. So I'm going to beat it. I'm going to project that Floyd beats the PFF projection by at least $2 million average annual value. All right, let's get into Gabe Davis, the number 63 free agent, according to PFF, the number seven wide receiver. Gabe is 25 years old and Pro Football Focus projects Gabe Davis to sign a one year, $12 million deal, $8 million of that guaranteed. And, of course, Gabe Davis coming off of his rookie contract. So this is his first real big opportunity to have a big payday in the NFL. The comparable contracts that I was able to research and find that reminded me of Gabe Davis and his situation, skill set to an extent, production to an extent, there's three that come to mind. Michael Gallup, he signed five years, $57.5 million, which is an AAV of $11.5 million. He signed that deal in 2022 at age 26. Jacoby Myers just signed a three-year, $33 million deal. That's, of course, $11 million average annual value in 2023 at age 26 with the Raiders. That just happened this past offseason. And then another one here that makes a lot of sense is Alan Lazard. Four years, $44 million, $11 million AAV in 2022 at age 27 with the Jets. Of course, that, that deal just happened. I think those parallel very closely to what I expect for Gabe Davis. Now, as for where I come in versus PFF, and again, PFF, one year, $12 million. I think that AAV is pretty close. $12 million per season makes a lot of sense to me. I think it's interesting that they only have it as a one-year deal for a 25-year-old free agent wide receiver. Now, I could, I could certainly see that from both Gabe Davis's perspective and the team's perspective, because I think Gabe Davis reflects on his time in Buffalo, and I'm sure he has a lot of gratitude, but you can just tell he feels like maybe there was some opportunity that he deserved that he didn't get, whether that was more targets, more targets that weren't as far down the field to showcase more of his efficiency. I think he thinks there's more to his game than what he was able to showcase with the Buffalo Bills. And so with that in mind, maybe he doesn't want to settle, air quotes, settle for 12 million AAV across multiple years. Maybe in his mind, it's like, all right, I'm 25 years old. Let me go to the right spot on a one-year $12 million deal, show everybody everything that I can do, and I'll parlay that into a four year contract that's 16, 17, 18 plus per season. You know, maybe that's where his mind comes. And if you're a team, you're like, I'm not giving that to you right now. I mean, you you didn't even have a catch in like five of your last seven games with the Buffalo Bills. You know, I could kind of see that from both sides there being some challenges. So at my initial reaction to a one year, $12 million deal was like, yeah, does he really want just one season? The more I thought about it, it made a lot of sense that maybe the best path forward for Gabe to maximize his overall earnings potential is to say, yeah, let me do this for one season, show you what I got, and there's going to be a whole lot more money coming for me next offseason. I think $12 million is the correct AAV. The the, the years, the amount of years, that's going to be interesting, but I, I think 12 is right at where I think, Gabe comes in, especially when you think the parallels that I had, Michael Gallup, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, right at 11, 11 and a half AAV. I think Gabe at 12 makes a lot of sense to me. All right, we're going to talk about a couple of defensive linemen, Daquan Jones and AJ Epinesa here in just a moment. So be sure to stick with me. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for just about anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next great adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Toe bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, folks, Daquan Jones, A.J. Epinesa coming up in this block. Pro Football Focus says that Daquan Jones is the number 90 free agent in the NFL, number 10 interior defensive lineman. Daquan Jones, 32 years old. PFF projects him to sign a one-year $6 million deal with $6 million guaranteed, so all $6 million of that guaranteed. The last deal that DaQuan Jones signed was with the Buffalo Bills, two years, fourteen million dollars. Finding comparables for DaQuan Jones was very difficult. Uh, you know, I go through, I have different opportunities to search by position, by age, and in terms of active players that are thirty-two. You know, one techs, There's just not a whole lot of parallels. Michael Pierce was honestly probably the closest thing that I could find with the Baltimore Ravens. He signed a two-year, $7 million contract in 2023 at age 31 with Baltimore. That was the best I could find. There wasn't a whole lot there that was very close. I mean, Fletcher Cox, one-year, $10 million? I don't think that's a very similar situation. So I found this very difficult to find the parallels that made sense to me here. And so with that in mind, with, you know, a big massive contract kind of being unprecedented for a player like Daquan Jones, not to mention, you know, he didn't, what did he play in like seven games last year? He missed a bunch of time. He's 32 years old. He's a one technique defensive tackle. My, my initial reaction to one year, 6 million was, I feel like that's low, but then the more I researched it, I didn't feel as much of an urgency to push back on it and feel like it is too low. My just off the cuff idea was like two years, 14 million, kind of a very similar deal to the one he just had. But the reality is, there's not a whole lot of precedent for that type of deal, which is actually encouraging to me because it makes me even more optimistic that there's a path forward to him coming back to Buffalo. So, 6 million AAV. Kind of makes sense. Again, what what deal are you pointing to as the precedent here for this negotiation? I don't think there really is one. One year, six million might get it done with Daquan Jones. And if so, I think that really does open that path for him to come back to Buffalo. Let's talk A.J. Epinesa. This This one's interesting. The number 106. Free agent, according to Pro Football Focus, the number 18 edge defender. AJ's 25 years old. He's coming off of his rookie deal. Pro Football Focus projects AJ Epinesa to sign for three years, $20.25 million with $13.25 million guaranteed. That's an average annual value of $6.75 million. I find the comparable contracts for AJ Epinesa to be the following. Charles Amenehu, who just signed a two-year $16 million deal in 2023 with the Chiefs at age 25, that's an $8 million AAV. Dorrance Armstrong with the Dallas Cowboys at age 25 in 2022 signed two years $12 million, that's $6 million AAV. And Anthony Nelson uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at age 26 in 2023 signed two years $10 million that's a 5 million dollar aav. I think this is the this is the ballpark for AJ Epinesa. And I think the good news for AJ is that the the arrow is pointing up and I think he does fall into this classification of player where they say, "Well, he did a he did a lot, but he's really a third defensive end. What if we give him more opportunity? You know, is there even more to unlock?" I think there could be some teams that look at him that way. So it wouldn't surprise me if Epinesa got more than the 6.75 AAV that PFF projects. But I do think that it's a very appropriate value. Like, I I feel like there's always a chance that somebody overpays and says, here's three years, 30 million, 10 million AAV, come play for our team. But if it does wind up being closer to that 6.7 range, I do wonder if that opens up the path for him to come back to buffalo again i can see it being higher but in like as i've been asked questions about epinesa and what a contract looks like i've found myself in that 5 to 7 range and then pff comes out and brad spielberger does these proje- projections he's phenomenal 6.75 feels pretty logical to me now again if there's something that just has to happen has to have him. Hello, the Bears, Eric Washington, all the cap space in the world. Washington has all the cap space in the world. You know, to feel like Dan Quinn would like a player like AJ Epinesa, you can find spots for him that makes a lot of sense. But maybe Epinesa, if in his heart, wants to stay in Buffalo, recognizes the opportunity, right? I mean, what if I was a defensive end, I would want to go to Buffalo based on. It's Rousseau, Von Miller, and Kingsley Jonathan. Like there's gonna be snaps. There's probably a starting role to be had. Might not be uh not might not be crazy to think about Epinesa returning, especially, you know, if you go back to two episodes ago where I talked about how the Bills can create some cap space with extensions, how the potentially the, the cap could be 250 million as opposed to the 242 that was the initial expectation. Maybe this can happen. And of course. When you say 6.75 AAV, it doesn't mean that that's what his cap hit can be. You can certainly have that first-year cap hit to be quite low to be able to get this done. So I find myself a bit more optimistic. I think 6.75 feels like the right AAV for A.J. Epinesa. Of course, the wild card being that some team says, here's $10 million per, and you know that's just money that he can't turn down. All right, we're going to talk Tyrell Dotson and Dane Jackson on the other side of it, so be sure to stick with me. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have much bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for people who have experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and that'll get you 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel com slash locked on. All right, folks, Tyrell Dotson, Dane Jackson. The remaining two players that we haven't discussed that landed in the top 200 free agents across the entire NFL Tyrell Dotson, the number 109 player, number 13 linebacker. Dotson is 25 years old and he last played on a one year, $2 million deal for the Bills. And PFF projects him to sign for one year. $3.25 $3.25 million, $2 million guaranteed. So the AAV here, according to PFF, is $3.25 million. The comparable contracts that I was able to find are Josie Jewell and Aziz Al Shair. Josie Jewell signed two years, $11 million at 27 years old in 2022 with the Broncos. And then Aziz Al Shair last offseason, one year, $5 million with the Tennessee Titans at age 25, and I think Al Shayer is a player that's quite similar to me to Tyrell Dotson. Al Shayer played uh, his first four seasons with the 49ers, playing behind Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, got a chance to start, looked good, but you know didn't have like years upon years of starting experience. He goes to Tennessee one year, $5 million, and has a pretty good season. I think that's a very similar parallel to Tyrell Dotson. Now, one year, $3.25 million. It doesn't feel like it's aggressively low, but I do think it might be lower than what Dot actually gets. And I can see some team, because he had good tape this past year. Now, are there limitations? Yes. But I can see some team looking at T Dot and seeing a starter for one year four million, one year five million, something like that. So I'm gonna say that he comes in a little higher than one year 3.25 million. But I, I don't think I would be overly surprised. I feel like there could be a few more bucks out there for T Dot. Now, him coming back to Buffalo is gonna be tough to justify because you have your two starters in Bernard and Milano. And then you have Dorian Williams, who's a third-round pick going into year two in Baelin Specter. Like, you have seemingly your your top four linebackers there with a couple of low-cost guys on rookie deals as as your number three and four. So unless you just don't feel good at all about Dorian Williams' trajectory, it's hard to justify paying a third linebacker this type of money. Unless you think that Tyrell Dotson, like, is not only a third linebacker, but also the Tyler Medicavich player for your linebacker core. Like, that would be the path. So it'll be interesting. I don't – I feel like maybe there's a team out there that's going to look at him as a starter that's going to push him three and a half, four, 5 million. So I'm going to go on the – I'm going to predict over uh, the PFF projection of one year, 3.25 million. Last player I want to discuss is Dane Jackson. Uh, they have him as the number 172 free agent in the NFL, the number 14 cornerback. Dane is 27 years old. His last deal was with the Bills, one year, $2 million. PFF, to me, has a very aggressive contract projection here at two years, $8 million, uh, $4 million guaranteed. So that's an AAV of $4 million for, for Dane Jackson. Uh, some comparable deals that I was able to find, Levi Wallace, that's pretty similar, right? That went for the Bills to the Steelers. Two years, $8 million. That's a $4 million AAV. Signed that in 2022 with the Steelers at age 26. Isaiah Oliver uh, went from the Falcons to the 49ers. Signed two years, $6.75 million at age 26 in 2023. That's an AAV of 3.375. And then Mike Hughes, two years, seven million, that's three and a half million AAV at age 26 in 2023 with Atlanta. I honestly feel like maybe all three of those guys have a lot more resume um, than Dane Jackson does. So my verdict here is that this is too high. I think four million per season for Dane Jackson is too high. I think he's a depth player, special teams, spot starter, but a very scheme-specific player. I don't think he like. I don't think he had the resume that Levi Wallace had in Buffalo leaving Buffalo. And so why would he get more than Levi Wallace? That would surprise me. I think, I think two years, 8 million would just be a little bit high for me. And based on where I'm projecting Dane Jackson, I think it might be three, it might be two and a half. I, I just don't, if he just came back to Buffalo one year, 2 million, what did he do to like, Make that higher. I don't know. Like, obviously, the the Bills felt the urgency to go trade for Rasul Douglas to get an answer at corner. I just, I think this is too high. So, put me under four million AAV for Dane Jackson. So, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed kind of taking a look at uh, these expiring contracts for the Bills and and speculating over where their contracts are going to be, and of course, comparing. Where I think it's going to come in at versus pro football focus. Uh, Again, like I I mentioned at the top of the episode, the Monday episode's coming early Monday afternoon. So this will be our last conversation until then. And uh, then, of course, we'll be right back on schedule. Next week is going to be all about free agency. We're going to preview different positions and and different free agent targets that I have in mind for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, The NFL scouting combine is also next week. So we'll hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. So we'll spend some time reflecting on uh, what they have to say during their media availability. So that's going to be the meat and potatoes of next week. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again on early Monday afternoon.